Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 244, Right Relationships. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. It's good to be with you. And I hope you're riding these waves that are sometimes quite high, sometimes a little challenging. As there's a lot of movement in the sky, some of which I'm going to talk about. But there's also this sense of waiting for something to happen. And I'm noticing that both in myself and others. It's as if we are riding those waves and hoping that one day we'll get over the top and everything will calm down. Well, I think there will be a calm period, but not for a while. In the meantime, I think what's actually happening is the tension is building. Pluto is going backwards now. Saturn will be going backwards. There's a lot of tension around Mars in Leo at the moment. And you remember that when a planet is retrograde or appears to be retrograde in the sky, it's like a, a truck going backwards, reversing. Beep, 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 beep. And it almost grinds us back into the situation we thought we'd moved on from. So this is sort of the months that a lot of these planets will start to go retrograde and it will intensify the energy. Just when we think ah, everything's moving forward, there will be a squeezing of that energy. I, I feel it's like a, having a cloth that you're squeezing the water out of. You know, one part of you just wants to go, oh, let's leave the cloth as it is, it's fine. But no, we're being wrung out. And that maybe is how you're feeling. You may feel tired or not sleeping well, or, or your energy may be low, or you may feel uptight and anxious. All of this is almost like as if we're all being wrung out, but not to squeeze the life out of us, but actually to get back to the truth of who we are. And this ties in very much to the full moon that we have coming up on the 3rd and 4th of June, depending on where you live. And that full moon is in Sagittarius, opposite Gemini sun. And Sagittarius is all about expanding our consciousness, getting to the truth, justice, freedom. Any of you have Sagittarian energy or know all about that? Movement. And... Sagittarius is fiery, so there is a lot of fiery energy about, as you may see if you watch anything or you listen to anything. There's a lot of angst and a lot of voices being heard, but it's really how do we get to the truth of it? And it's happening within us and it's happening in the world around us, which is, of course, a reflection of ourselves. So in this time, recognize that if you have been living behind a wall of this is my little world, I just want the world to look like this, everybody's happy, everybody's loving, I'm loving, I'm happy, well, the wall is falling down. And it's not somebody breaking down your wall, it's your higher self doing this. It's you that's saying, okay, I'm now big enough and old enough to be able to knock down the wall of illusion. And this is being perpetuated by the fact that Mars in Leo, which is about being the passionate lion, the courageous, passionate lion, 
is what we call inconjunct to Saturn in Pisces. And Saturn in Pisces, as I've mentioned before, is both feeling that there's going to be a restriction to our psychic abilities, but also, I think, a honesty about what's out there in the world. So Saturn in Pisces to me is saying, let everything that we're saying is spiritual or psychic or real be put to the test. And I think with Mars in Leo there, we're being asked to have the courage to literally put our truth into the fire of truth. You know, that's how I see Sagittarius having that sword of truth or that fire of truth and saying, if it's real, if it's gold, it will come out. If it's not, let it burn. And so what's happening at this moment, a lot of our truths, our beliefs, our thought forms are put, being put to the test. So if you're hearing something from somebody else and you get all upset about what they're saying and you get angry at them, it's not the facts that are giving you the problem. It's the fact that your truth or my truth is being challenged. And our pride is so great, we don't want to admit, oh my, my goodness, maybe I was wrong or whatever. And it's not about right or wrong. Sagittarius doesn't have an interest in right or wrong. It's about truth. So if we start defending ourselves or justifying ourselves, it's because something in our environment is shaking the core of who we are. And that's not a bad thing, is it? So I called this podcast Right Relationships because this is about having a right relationship with yourself, to being in balance with yourself. The word is puno in, in Hawaiian, which means righteousness or balance, having a right relationship with the world around you. We're having a right relationship with other people, with obviously the nature kingdoms, with the star, star people, whatever. But it's also having a right relationship with ourselves. So do you feel in balance with yourself? Do you feel in balance with what's going on in your mind or with your heart or with your emotions? Is it in balance? And it doesn't mean, oh, I'm in total harmony in, in terms of I'm all in peace and nothing ever breaks that. We only know that peacefulness, that place of harmony when we know ourselves. So I have a right relationship with myself because I've met myself. Of course, we're all working on that all the time. And what is happening is certainly around both this full moon, but also we have other things happening. For instance, we have Uranus and Taurus. So we, excuse me, we have a lot of different planets in Taurus. So we have Jupiter and North Node in Taurus. And Jupiter is very expansive, very wonderful. North Node is very uh, where we're going, very dharmic. <laughs> And so these being in Taurus are saying we need to have this right relationship, this expansion of relationship with money, nature, our bodies, food, all the things that Taurus represents. And I, I feel that obviously the financial market is certainly very vulnerable at the moment and fragile, but maybe we're going to develop a new way of financing ourselves or having a, a right relationship with money. 
In other words, not storing it or holding on to it, but not also just letting it go. So how do we have a right relationship with money? How do we have a right relationship with food? Some people starve themselves. Some people gorge themselves. It's not about either, is it? It's about having that right relationship that says, hmm, I'm enjoying this food. So maybe porno means actually having a right relationship with pleasure. Can I enjoy food without hoarding it or rejecting it? Can I enjoy money without hoarding or rejecting it? Can I have a right relationship with nature, again, without hoarding it or rejecting it? Can I have a right relationship with my body? And so when we're seeing this Jupiter North Node, it feels that we're being asked to have a much better relationship than we've ever had with all those things that I've just mentioned. We could bring in sound, which is another touch, right relationship with touch, right relationship with sound. Are we in harmony with ourselves and our own vibrations? And then at the other end, we have Uranus, which is actually still in Taurus. So it's around at the moment with Mercury, which is, is still in Taurus. And it's about right relationship with our words, with our thoughts, our actions. So are my words and my thoughts in, a, in balance, in harmony with my deeper soul? And I have to say, I listen to people not speaking very nicely towards others. And I wonder, it's like, is that, where's that coming from? Does that actually feel right for you? Is that, what part of you is it having a right relationship with? Your wounded part? Your scared part? Is, is that what you feel right down inside you towards this other person? And so this whole idea of right relationship and porno and, and balance is so much about tapping into who we are before we move out into the world. So what is the right relationship with my soul? This isn't necessary, oh, I love my soul, but am I listening to my soul? What, what would my higher self, and again, higher self is an expression or the soul is an expression of your higher self. What is the highest form of my soul in this moment? And, and that's got a little bit spiritually by, uh, bypassed and hijacked into, oh, you have to do these things to be a good person. Well, that again is part of the Saturn Pisces saying, is that right? Am I a more spiritual person if I do this or say that? Am I more in tune with my soul in those actions? And that again is coming back to your truth. What, what is true to my soul? Maybe it's about being that courageous lion. Maybe it's about living in integrity. Maybe it's about being more with your family. I don't know. Everybody has a different quality. And for too long, we've had other people tell us what it is to have right relationship. Or this is what it is to be a good mother, father, child, brother, daughter, whatever. Now it's about what does it mean to have right relationship with yourself first? This is what I'm saying. And then I can have a right relationship with you. But if I try to be anything else, I'm out of balance with myself. Hope this is making sense. And I move on from that to right relationship with nature, because as I say, there's so much Taurian energy, it feels right for me to talk about that. 
And recently, I was traveling in Navajo land, which was a wonderful experience to be in the four corners of the United States. And we had a lovely guide, my friend and I, but I'd also came across the idea that the guide who was Navajo didn't necessarily understand some of the qualities that I'd learned around the Lakota people. Again, everybody has their different ways. But with the Lakota people, there is a very strong energy of giveaway. So that the giveaway is seen as a sacred act, and or you could say sacrifice, but also to give something sacred to someone else is to have a right relationship with them. So I, I don't necessarily go along with the word sacrifice. It's more like if I give from my heart to you, then I'm, you know that I'm giving a purity of my gift to you. So it's not about giving away something that means nothing, nor does it mean I have to give away everything and be nothing to myself. That giveaway is really about a sacred relationship, a sacred contract. We could say that that's what we do when we get married to someone or we make a contract with someone. We're saying, I will give 100% of myself. Will you give 100% of yourself? When my husband and I got together, we actually said, I will hold you to your soul's truth. That would be my oath to you, my promise. It wasn't that I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to hold you to you. I don't want your heart. I want to hold you to all that you are. And that meant that we both said, if, if that means holding you to your truth, meant that we would not be together forever, that was good. And I think this is, this is really important, that in right relationships, reciprocally rewarding relationships, it isn't, I don't want your heart, I don't want your power. I want you to be fully in your power. And where, therefore, when you give, you're giving in that sacredness of fullness, not emptiness. And I understood this to be the way of going, moving forward. And in Hawaiian cultures, the word is aloha. And aloha is really means in the presence of breath. But as I've understood it from both the Hawaiians and then uh, interpreted in different ways through the Maoris, the first part of the word is actually that is important is actually the ha. So the aloha is be present, but you can only be present when you ha, which is to breathe out. And so if we're full of our breath, if we're full of ourselves, and again, I hope I'm not confusing you, but when, I'm, when I am confident in myself, I can breathe out and make space for you to come into right relationship with me. I can be fully present to you. But when I'm holding on to my breath because my breath and my thoughts and I cannot let anybody else's thoughts come into my being because then I'm nothing, I'm not making space for you. So Aloha really says, are you strong enough to actually breathe out your thoughts, be empty, and be therefore presence with, with me in this creative space where we can create something new together. 
Of course, this is something in the same way of, of how we may have intercourse, sex. And the act of sex itself is not particularly a giveaway. But when we go into relationship and we call it intercourse and we are intimate, and I loved it when someone said intimate, intimacy means into me you see. How much of us are we willing to actually breathe out the, the wall or break down the wall and allow ourselves to be seen, not because we're empty, but I want you to see all that I am. I want to have intercourse because it's not about sex. It's about being vulnerable in a relationship but also bringing the fullness of who I am to that relationship. And it was interesting that uh, my lovely Makua used to say that when the white people first came to Hawaii or met the Hawaiians themselves, they were actually called the harless people, especially the priest, because they couldn't believe that when the priest stood up to give a sermon, he never breathed out. And they said, how can he be filled with the glory of God when he's full of himself and he never breathes out? So reminding ourselves just in our own simple ways that in this moment of tension, as I said, like this, this cloth being squeezed, breathe out. This is not a time to try and fill yourself. What am I going to do with life? Breathe out you know that vacuum will be filled. And there's a lot of people going through grieving and processes of death within various ways. This isn't a time to rush into something. This is a time to breathe out, be present, and everything will come to you. But when we're full of our breath, there's no space. There's no space for right relationship. There's no space for anything. So when we meet someone, and this is what, again, many of the indigenous people do, they first of all breathe out and they make the space to be present with each other. And then they introduce themselves, not from their head, look who I am. They say, this is where I've come from. And that emptiness allows us to know who we are, that deep truth that I'm talking about. Who are we? Not who do I want you to know about me because I'm feeling that I can't let my boundaries down. When I breathe out, you will hear who I am from the depths of my soul. I would like every relationship to be one of right relationship, whether we're talking to each other, to trees, to rocks, to nature, breathe out. Listen. And it, part of that is empty our minds so we can hear, not just the other person but ourselves. Then when we do give away, we're giving a space. We're making space for the sacred to empty or enter, excuse me. So give away is the same as what I see, forgiveness. I think the word forgiveness is not, oh, I forgive you. It's about making space, forgive. Before we give, we have to let go. 
And in our gifting, many of you will gift in various ways, but breathe out. Gift from a place of, of truth. Not to pay someone off or to pay something out. What is the gift that this person really needs? Or where are you pushing away because of your gift? Can you receive? Many people can't receive. So maybe just breathing out means being open to receive. Maybe that's scary. And I just want to finish this on a little memory I had years ago when I went to the wonderful retreat center of Finhorn in the north of Scotland, probably about mid-80s. Finhorn was very significant to me. But when I did their introductory week, which most people do, I worked out in the gardens. And I loved working in the gardens because I was very much in tune with the plants and the rocks, etc. But I learned so much about how to have right relationship with nature. Again, a very Taurian energy. And in Finhorn, they would plant at least double the amount of food they needed because they would say that one lot of food will be for people and the other would be for the insects and the birds. And I thought, that's magical. Instead of trying to get rid of the insects and the birds, they had a right relationship and they said, okay, we'll help you here. And then they would always say that you should never break a branch. You should take scissors if you're going to, but you know, the, if you had copper or gold scissors, it's better. And you ask the branch, is it okay if we take you or we cut you? And that should always be a case when you're going to take flowers into a house. Ask the plant. Is it okay if I take you into the house because you are so beautiful and I would like you to be in my house? Ask the stone before you pick it up and take it home with you or the shell. When we were traveling in the Four Corners, it was very tempting to pick something up and I kept hearing, no, I don't want to come with you. Fine, thank you. I'm glad I asked. And then they would speak about weeds were just plants in the wrong place. And you would say to the weeds, really, this isn't the best place for you. Would you like to go over here? And literally the, the weeds would change. They would either die from where they are or seed themselves somewhere else. You can find that bees or wasps will move if you say, look, this is a much better place for you rather than here. And asking a tree that maybe look as if it's dying or something needs to happen. Ask the tree, where do you want to be? Sometimes trees will say, you know, I'm finished here. I'm ready to go. You can cut me down. We've lost that relationship that I think is so natural to many of the people I've met. Whether it's the water you drink or water in a stream, everything is a life force. Everything is a conscious being. And I hope that the future, as we work with all these Taurian energies, will be not about creating laboratory food or babies, but recognize the consciousness of everything that's out there. And that when we recognize and honor, again, Puno, when we have a right relationship with the, the life force, the consciousness in a, a plant, then it allows us to become more conscious. Because it is this reciprocally rewarding relationship when I acknowledge your presence and enjoy 
and enhance the presence of that plant by listening to it, by recognizing it as an equally conscious being. When I eat that food or I take that food into me, that food brings me a consciousness that helps me to evolve. That should be every relationship we have. And the gifting is not necessarily I'll give you so you give me. It's like what of me is most sacred, most holy that I can offer to you. And at, in turn, I know that I will receive. The receiving is in the giving, not just because it's a great thing to give, but because the exchange of consciousness is instantaneous. It is in the giving that we receive instantaneously because that is right relationship. I leave you with those thoughts. Have a wonderful full moon. And until next time, many blessings. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.